And hello, and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt and myself, we're back a day late, but we are still definitely here. We wanted to make sure we got a live show in this week. And uh, on the upside, doing the show Monday night, we have literally no competition <laughs> from anyone else we work with and follow. I'm looking over here in the left, and it's all just offline, offline, offline. <laughs> all right, time, time for the comic multiverse to soar then. <laughs> yeah, no competition, which is always very good. Just the way we like it. Uh, as the chat was mentioning there, yes, happy 4th of July uh, weekend or week, I guess, to everyone who's watching. And also, hey, happy Canada Day to all my Canadian friends because this will be going up. Uh, well, no, it won't be going up on the 1st. It'll be going up on the 2nd, but we'll we'll just miss Canada Day. But there you go. <laughs> we'll say it's Canada Day. I mean, either way, it's going to be a real fucking bummer, be it Canada Day or 4th of July, because, again, we all still can't go out, and it's not like we can barbecue and firework. I mean, certain people are lighting fireworks, but that might be a conspiracy. I don't know yet. Oh, oh yeah, no, it, it's people are going to go out anyway. Come on. You're going to have I that, mean, those, two, are... those two boomers with assault rifles oh. protecting oh, their Karen. yard because people are out. Karen and Ken, gotta <laughs> love those two. Man, this purge sequel got fucking weird but all right the, the the best the best joke about that is someone retweeted where it's like wow fox news did to our parents what they thought gangster rap was gonna do to us and then ice t of all people uh responding it's like yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> the best one like i saw was uh, was it compared it to that simpsons where homer th remembers what it he thinks what it's gonna be like when he's a senator and it's like him oh. <laughs> sitting on, on the lawn with the monocle and everything and it was just a picture of them <laughs> twirling a gun it's like, yeah. or the other one too where it's like hmm, maybe i should rob the quickie mart again <laughs> twirling a gun sitting in the governor's mansion <laughs> or again when homer tried to attract more people to bowling bowling, bowling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mom make him tell the story right hey no that's actually what he did lisa <laughs> uh you gotta laugh sometimes in this world people if not you're gonna cry <laughs> but uh how's uh, how's your week been matt I, I get the feeling i know the answer to this question looking at your feed but uh, i want you to tell me all about it yeah it was pretty good i finished uh last of us two uh, early early this morning nice yeah it oh, was a fucking fantastic game I'm really happy to hear you say that because you and I agree on a lot of things. I know some people were really kind of dour and really kind of not into it for whatever reason. Again, I haven't played it. I'm lucky to say I haven't been spoiled on anything, and I'm probably going to be starting it this week when the Patreon money comes in. In fact, if I time it just right, I can probably be able to beat it by the time uh, Ghost of Tsushima comes out. That was out. my goal. I was like, i got to beat this before Ghost of Tsushima comes out in two weeks. <laughs> That uh, that comes out the day after my birthday, actually, oh, nice. on July 17th. So I'm uh, th that'll be my gift to myself, picking up that game. I'm excited for that. Uh, honestly, I didn't play much this week at all. So if people were looking for another Assassin talk or another Poke talk, I'm sorry. My, my week this week was all television-related. Harley Quinn came to an end. Doom Patrol started. Mm -hmm. uh, we got more Stargirl and everything. It was, uh, it was a big week for TV. It really was. And just talking about Assassin's Creed, before I, I dove back into Last of Us, I actually finished the main story of Assassin's Creed. And boy, what a fucking, like, non-ending. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, that's the problem with Assassin's Creed. It's like, it's a series now, people. It's all it's all got to feed into the next one and the next multimedia project. You'll never, you'll never feel closure again, which is probably why I like the Ezio game so much, because that was still in it. We don't know if we're ever going to get to make another one. I'll say this, though. I finished the, the first DLC, the first Blade DLC. Uh, that should have been the full game. That should have been the whole assassin's creed odyssey because it's it's i found it much more compelling and it tied it into the overall story it, it le leads into assassin's creed origins nice well i definitely like hearing that when the dlc is good uh uh michaelis in the chat just asked are you going to be doing another birthday stream this year you know what i really should uh in the comments section tell me what you want me to play uh last year i played a bunch of vermintide because that was just a good ass game to play because you only have to half pay attention <laughs> i have a feeling you're going to get asked to play ghost of shishima <laughs> mm. but it, but it's the day after my birthday is the problem if i <laughs> i have to stay up till midnight and get to happen trust me i would love to but ain't no one giving me an early copy of the game <laughs> Trust me, I would love that if only I was at that place. Uh, speaking of which, I actually, I, I, again, I'll, I'll put this out in the universe now and hope for the best. Uh, we saw uh, some more stuff this week. I didn't put it on the news list, but it bears repeating. Uh, the Some more stuff involving the Avengers game. Yeah, yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm excited for it. It's what I want, and it's co-op, so we can play yeah. together. Uh, I actually wrote Crystal Dynamics that say, hey... I'm a good YouTube man. Can I can I get it on this beta? Maybe just maybe. Hey, please. <laughs> you know what I should have done? I should have actually. Uh, what is it written? Uh, IDOS Montreal, because at least they're Canadian. They might have been more willing to listen to me. Maybe yeah. But hey, I'll I'll, I'll keep y'all posted on that, everybody, and see if uh, we can't get that hip happening at some point. I would love to be involved in the beta for that. Oh, yeah, it looks so fucking good. I just want to play as Thor in that Donald Blake skin. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I love that it's just, like, you know, basic clothes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, again, I, I was quite won over by, uh, what is it, World War Hulk Hulk. That was pretty solid. <laughs> that looked really cool, yeah. I like they go through all the trouble of putting the sword on his back, even though he doesn't hit me one with the sword. I'm like, hit someone with the sword. It's right there, Hulk. No, Hulk, too busy smashing to use sword. <laughs> Can paint up all your Iron Man armors, whatever you want. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. Oh, the beta is free if you pre-order, apparently, says uh, Venom Saber. Huh. Maybe I imagine there, there'll probably be a closed beta, though, which will come mm. first. Probably. Yeah, I, I could do that, or I could see, you know, how good my YouTube clout is to see if they can give it to me. <laughs> Man, I, I, I tweeted something earlier today, and I was half joking, but also half being serious, where it's like, hey, Joel, where do you see your channel this year? Well, you know, I just want to be a channel big enough slash important enough that, uh, you know, they want me to hawk Ray, uh, Raycon headphones for them. <laughs> No, you've got, there's tiers. There's, you've got to go up the pyramid. So the first one is like NordVPN. Oh, and, and yeah, then yeah. and then there's like maybe maybe i was it raid shadow legends after raid that shadow legends there you mm -hmm. go yeah that's the one then, then you then... got the raycon then you got like the higher tier stuff like those big fucking amp things that people i see people sell on tiktok right of course yeah matt when are we gonna get on tiktok matt what's uh <laughs> what's our tiktok uh gimmick gonna be oh god i don't want to think about that <laughs> i know I, well, I think we need to get really into Korean pop music because apparently Korean pop music is changing the fucking world. <laughs> 
Apparently, we're missing the boat on that one, man. Apparently, you know, I, I, I for one, welcome our new K-pop stan overlords <laughs> and the power that they wield. When, when are they going to have the K-pop action party, the brand new political action party? <laughs> oh, BTS is now president. Go figure. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened. They, 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 it was in the Constitution that it couldn't happen, but, they, <laughs> they're, you know, they're president. They, they all yeah. are. <laughs> They all are. They, which you know, is better for everyone because they take turns. <laughs> yeah, you never know who's going to be president at, the, yeah. at any given day. It could be any one of them. Could be anybody, man. These these TikTok teens, they get a lot done. I tell you, <laughs> no no shit today. My my father, God bless him, who was able to go back to work, and you know, because of that, is completely tuned out of all the news because he found it too depressing. And today, he actually worked up the courage when I called. He's like, Joel, what's TikTok? Do I need to know? <laughs> what tiktok is this this is fucking for real everyone this is 100 percent a real conversation i had with like my 52 year old father and i'm like okay you remember what vine is and he said yes i don't know if he actually remembers vine or if he's just <laughs> saying yes i'm like it's like that it's short videos that people are able to share <laughs> and then uh th then a bunch of k-pop fans on tiktok managed to squirrel the president of the united states <laughs> they, they somehow just became president yeah this is this is 2020 everybody it's like sometimes i think we're in the bad uh you know dystopian future like you know uh children of man or soylent green or something like that but sometimes i think we're in the funny dystopia like idiocracy or death rays let's say the end of end of last week there was some something about like the loch ness monster and i'm like yeah sure whatever yeah, if, the, if someone told me the Loch Ness Monster actually existed and they got, like, video, like, 1080p 4K footage of it, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever, it's 2020. It's not, like, the worst thing that's going to happen. The Loch Ness Monster's like, hey, but what about me? Not now, Loch Ness Monster. No one has time for you. It's that Simpsons bit with the little lamb. Yeah, it literally is that. Get out of here, you. <laughs> oh, what's that? Uh, what is it? Friggin' uh, Bigfoot came from the forest and he's voting for Biden? Really? Oh. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> again, like we're, again, I think we talked about this last week. Remember when murder hornets were going to be the big yeah. thing and then... And then murder hornets just read the room and they're like, no, nah, we'll come back next year. Yeah, we'll come back next year with the Loch Ness Monster and BTS as the presidents. <laughs> Man, 2021's going to be wild as shit. <laughs> uh, De Devin the Great had a good one too, or bad dystopian like Cyberpunk uh, 2077. You know what? I'll take that at this point. Let the world suck, but let me have chainsaws for hands. <laughs> That's what I want. At least you can battle Every the murder hornets that way. Yeah, every everything is better with chainsaw hands. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that game got moved back to uh, November, but we actually heard a lot of really cool shit for Cyberpunk. Yeah, it looks cool, but the tone direct the tone shift is like completely one eighty from what they were originally going for. Yeah, because I was I was yeah. really looking forward to like a really like serious Blade Runner sort of game, which is what how right. it was like advertised first, and now it's like kind of like rage like kind of a like quirky bit. sort of fast play gunplay i mean i i think it gets to the point too where like every open world game kind of starts smoking the grand theft auto a little bit at some mm -hmm. point yeah like oh the harder we try ah, we became grand theft auto though oh well i'm <laughs> fine with it 
as someone said in your piston dick and your laser dick yeah apparently you could actually choose whether or not you're circumcised or uncircumcised in that game or even if you have genitals at all you can go full ken doll if you want <laughs> oh my god which i'm like dude the future's fucking awesome <laughs> you can do whatever you want <laughs> Now look, can I hack stuff with my dick? Can I like put that inside yeah. certain locked doors? Can I make that a chainsaw? Yes. <laughs> in the future, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only in this future. But uh, yes, everyone, believe it or not, you know, uh, in between talking about BTS and chainsaw dicks, we uh, actually do have uh, some comic news to talk to you about this week. Not a ton, but some. Well, yeah, we got we got some good stuff. Yeah. All right. So what do we got going on this week? Ooh. Some unexpected Marvel news. I say unexpected, but really we probably should have expected it. Uh, if you remember, uh, Empire came out this week. We'll talk about that uh, near the end of the show and what we read this week. But uh, there were supposed to be way more tie-ins to this big event. They had a whole big list before, you know, the coronavirus and the whole pandemic thing happened and comics stopped for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently the new count is when we looked at it, they've cut about like 21 tie-ins for this. Yeah, so in these pictures here I got up here, on the left is the original checklist, which actually was in Empire Issue Zero uh, at the beginning. And then on the right is the new stuff. And yeah, they've cut quite a few of them. Uh, DT Darkslayer says, I just walked in and you're talking about dicks. So really, you picked the perfect time, Darkslayer, <laughs> to walk right on in when you did. Uh, honestly, you know what? Uh, well, some of the ones that got cut looked kind of interesting. I know uh, Taron Killam was going to be writing like a three-part Spider-Man and, you know, Solid in a Mid was supposed to be doing a Storm Ranger thing, which was about like uh, Miss Marvel's suit that went crazy and turned on her. Honestly, I like this smaller list better. I do as well. What really shocked me was what was getting cut because it wasn't just like it was kind of like no name stuff like that. But then, yeah, there was like the Spider Man one that got cut, a Thor one mm -hmm. got cut. What yeah. like big ones that you would think like would actually probably affect the storyline? Yeah, well, or if not, at least it's just like, look, you know, we need you writers elsewhere. We need you doing others. I think this really came down to scheduling, like, well, we're behind mm -hmm. now. We can't have you working on these. You know, it's mm -hmm. already July and August. We already have plans for the next cycle of shit. So, you know, we can't we can't be looking back. It really, really makes me also question, like, because usually, like, comics are, like, written months in, in advance. And usually, mm -hmm. like, like this, some of these have probably already gone to print so like yeah. is there like copies out there of books that have been cancelled much like how uh dc cancelled that free comic book day 5g thing uh -huh. where that got actually printed up yeah yeah like again i'm definitely sad for some of these people mm. uh what is that who uh who lost out on getting their book uh out there and everything i hope maybe in the future they can kind of collect these like you know the lost tales of empire yeah but now with like the the less the less uh of the comics there now we can it's now like doable that you could actually read them all yeah wow holy shit it's manageable again you know <laughs> leave it to a three to an almost three month break where the comic companies are like hey you know maybe maybe we can rethink this maybe this is too many guys maybe we can make some cuts because i know when i was reading that uh empire issue zero when i saw that um that checklist i'm like god damn i am not going to be covering all of these <laughs> yeah likewise uh again as uh, jersey luck was saying you know marvel did order a shutdown of like 33 percent 
of uh, their general workload. Yeah, and even the release schedule has been a little weird. Like, you get two this week, you get three this week. We're holding out on the X-Men. Yeah, a bunch of books are now digital. Again, Jersey Luck bringing up another point, saying, you know, for some of these people, too, uh, we actually end up running into some uh, work conflicts where Ram V, the guy who's doing Justice League Dark right now, is also probably supposed to start work on Catwoman soon. Mm -hmm. So he probably couldn't either finish this one or do what they needed for it. So that's a heck of a thing. Yeah. I didn't even think about that issue that uh, some of these might actually have a conflict. So yeah, there's there's your new Empire checklist, everyone. And yeah, like Matt said, you might actually be able to read it all now. I know, I'm going to at least try to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for what we thought of Empire uh, issue, well, not even Empire issue number one, Empire Avengers number zero, <laughs> uh, the, the kickoff for it. Uh, be sure to hang out to the end of the show and we'll tell you all about it. Yeah. Uh, so another story here, uh, which is very indicative of where we're standing in the world of comics right now, and that is digital comics, particularly DC digital comics. And are are more DC digital books on the way right now? If you've been paying attention this week, apropos of nothing, they just dropped a bunch of new ones on you, ones that you had never heard of, like as Matt has up on screen right now, Ghosts, which is a collection of Spectre stories and uh, Beyond the Unknown which is a Green Lantern thing, and also, oh, holy shit, a big Sajak Harley Quinn book as well, just out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read these two. I read Ghosts and From the the Unknown, and they're really damn good. I suggest people pick them up. You see my reviews coming up later on this week of them. Um, But yeah, these kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is like lesser unknown stuff. I'm cool this is getting out. And it's being written by... um, I know the ghost one's written by uh, Dan Jurgens, and I, I want nice. to say from Beyond the Unknown is Steve Orlando. Uh, yes, it says Orlando on the thing. At least yeah. I think that's what I'm reading. For. My vision sucks, everyone. I needed glasses before all of this happened. Actually, no. It's the guy who just recently wrote the really awesome Superman stories. Oh well, he's uh, good Dave, too. Dave, uh, what's his name? Dave Wellgros, I think. Well, good for him. But yeah, the idea here seems to be is that DC Digital is not going away, but DC Digital First might actually be sticking around and becoming a thing unto itself, especially because you got books like uh, Supergirl ending very <coughs> ending very soon with digital issues, not physical. Yeah, oh, and as well, like if they were to continue, like say <coughs> Supergirl's story in these digital books they absolutely should because they they kind of did because they had that world's finest issues one and two which set up a really damn cool new status quo for supergirl that should definitely stick around i mean yeah i'm totally for this digital books that come out more frequently that are of solid quality so far they've all been of solid quality or at least have you know fed a fan base that mm-hmm. needs it i don't think i've heard anyone say like oh this digital one was terrible yeah yeah i i can't think of one that was actually really bad any of the ones i've read have all been fantastic this uh this also leads me to you know uh confirm what i have often thought about that uh, about comics and that is like look we will buy your story and we will stick it in a drawer somewhere for a rainy day and never has there <laughs> been more of a rainy day than friggin uh what is it friggin pandemic season so yeah. the fact that they had all these stories they were just sitting on and like yeah put it out yeah yeah that's crazy to me but here we go <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't checked out that Harley book yet, but I really want to, because I think it's Sajak's last book he's saying at DC for a bit. Oh, okay, then. Yeah. Sajak's a guy, right? I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm not too sure. Again, he's got one of the... I assume they have one of those very European names. I'm not sure. <laughs> but there you go. What, what what creator did I totally fuck up on? Uh, uh, y- uh, Yannick. Yannick Paquette. I actually thought Yannick uh, Paquette. I got them wrong for the longest time. And then I saw them at a con. And I'm like, oh, they don't they don't look like how I thought they'd look. <laughs> it's not like you have Google or some shit <laughs> that you can just use. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why. I always thought uh, Yannick was a woman's name. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. <laughs> But yeah, so so that led to an awkward first meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there you go, everyone. More digital books coming down the pipeline. I'm excited for them because, again, it means more content for the channel, which means more stuff for you all out there to watch. Absolutely. And yeah, if the quality keeps up, you know, I don't mind reading a book a day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a good model. And, you know, so far it's a good imprint, and I would very much like to see uh dc's digital first grow uh bigger and just just the idea of digital comics in general oh yeah it's it, it's it's really cool it's really an exciting place yeah all right <laughs> someone in the chat saying cameron saying joel i've noticed you have a lot of awkward first meetings <laughs> yes yes i do cameron it's almost as if i'm an awkward person or something <laughs> It's true. it's true how many of my stories are like yeah i met him for the first time and boy was it awkward <laughs> uh at least i haven't shot my pants in front of anybody yet that's uh <laughs> it's still time it's still 2020 but it still happened you're absolutely right i finally get jeff lemire to sit down to that interview hey man you're canadian i'm canadian how have we never talked or collaborated on anything shit <laughs> and that's why and that's why <laughs> he, he could feel it he knew it was coming <laughs> Uh, all right, so some more DC news here. Uh, apparently, DC revealed three new uh, variants, or a series of new variants, for three Jokers, which, you know, uh, whenever I see any three Joker news, I always laugh and chuckle to myself, like, <laughs> that's still coming out, maybe. Yeah, well, it's meant to be coming out in July, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. When I have the comic in my hand, I will believe it. Also, too, you have to imagine... Whatever three jokers was supposed to mean to continuity, whatever it was supposed to fit into, it's not anymore, which means they probably had to go back and rewrite it. Yeah, I have a feeling it, when it was originally meant to come out, it was meant to come out before all this um, uh, stuff that like Tynan's doing and all that sort of stuff. So, and I remember we got like a like all the way back in Rebirth is when it first mm-hmm. like was hinted at and it hasn't really been hinted at bef- like since then. Since. Nope, nope, no one's brought it up. No one has even mentioned it. And even right now, we're heading into a big Joker-centric story in Joker War. It's just like, is anyone, is anyone going to mention the fact that there's supposed to be three, three jo- nope, okay. <laughs> Unless they finally do it and that's what Joker War is about, that there's actually three Jokers running around all part of the same plan. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a, like, tie-in. <laughs> That'd be a fuck of a twist, but then again, you know what? I actually thought the twist with the designer was actually pretty unexpected, so why the fuck not? I liked that twist. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it, too, because it is so classic comic books where it's like, oh, and the Joker was actually behind it all. Oh, so the B stories I was reading weren't B stories at all. <laughs> they were actually the A story. <laughs> That's good, good on you, Tynan, for tricking me like that. <laughs> 
as the chat saying too, DC loves to screw Jeff Johns. It sure feels that way, doesn't it? Well, I think it was the old uh, leaders of DC love to screw him over, but because they're gone now, mainly Dan DiDio. Yeah. Yes, for a, for a new generation where no one's in charge. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had someone, uh, we haven't had like Jim Lee or someone say that he's in charge or something now. What, what kind of wonderful Andrew Ryan existence are they living there? No gods, no kings, no CFOs, no one is in charge. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure AT&T is in charge and whoever owns Warner Brothers is in charge. Mm. You you comic boys fight amongst yourself. <laughs> you, you you do whatever. Uh, yeah, saying to, uh, which is strange because Jeff Johns is doing amazing with the Stargirl show. He is. Isn't it funny? You give him a little baby and something to control and Stargirl is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. It, it It's almost like he knows what he's doing. It's almost like he knows what he's doing. Man, did you watch that last episode uh, where they uh, introduced Shiv in her mm-hmm. full costume? I did, yeah. That was a fucking good episode. That was dope as fuck. Everything firing on full cylinder. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The way that that show deals with the supervillain kids and their families is so amazing because like any other show like most shows wouldn't even do it and then if uh, a show did choose to do it it would probably be like really stereotypical where they're all like shitty and abusive but like here to see that they all have their different approaches to parroting like icicle senior actually a weirdly good dad yeah yeah he his story has been like the most compelling it's like oh you get why he's kind of turned into this villain like he he's had tragedy in his life and everything yeah even even someone like brainwave who's like the biggest dick until we met dragon king uh but his deal like even in his supervillain room he has a picture of his assumedly dead slash divorced wife so it's like mm-hmm. oh he still kind of cares isn't that fun then you got like a uh, sportsmaster and tigress who like build their entire civilian lives around their daughter and make up silly excuses for why they need to go out and do super villainy <laughs> so their daughter won't worry about them. And it's great contrasted with like the hero's parents where, yeah, uh, especially like, like Rex Tyler's parents where they kind of just like abandoned him to the, his like abusive friend. Yeah. Where it's like, sometimes like, like sometimes the villains get it right. And sometimes the heroes struggle mm-hmm. to have healthy family lives. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. And man, what they ended up doing with Cindy was like really unexpected and really cool where it's like, yeah, she is, you know, your archetypical mean girl in any high school drama, but let us show you why she's like this. And also let, let us twist the knife a little further and show you what the final straw is for her finally becoming a villain. I like that the show made me like just start to care for her, especially with like that like, chemistry scene between her and Courtney, where it's like, oh, there's yep. maybe a little bit more. And then she like just goes home and abuses her stepmother. And I'm like, oh, fuck this bitch. Her, her, maybe her second or third stepmother, depending <laughs> on who she killed. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and I love too where it's like she's going in the basement. I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if the supervillain's lair was connected to their base? It actually is. <laughs> That's fucking fun, man. That that show's good. Star Girl's real good. Yeah, and we had Shining Knight appear as well. Shining freaking Knight, because again, we had the weird Irish uh, janitor. I'm like, oh well, maybe he's Shade, you know, the supervillain who turned against them, or like, oh, maybe he's these are. I mean, he's the original fiddler, and his wife is punishing him by, you know, mm-hmm. wiping his mind and making him a janitor. No, it was fucking Shining Knight, <laughs> which is so cool and makes sense because Shining Knight is like one of the only DC heroes who can claim to be even older than the JSA. Mm-hmm. 
that's so good. Yeah. It like really opens up the show for God help us if they do a season two. Yeah. Well, Shining Knight has an episode coming up that's t- totally devoted to him. Nice. That's fucking sweet. I can't wait for that. The super dope. <laughs> Goddamn Stargirl is good. It's so good. Doom Patrol. Yeah, you know, what we're just fucking talking about TV. Did you watch the three Doom Patrol episodes that came out this I week? I did, and they're fucking awesome. Also good. Talk about another show that comes back and hitting super hard. I love that uh, Timothy Dalton uh, was in like only only so many episodes in the first season because you know it was all about finding him, and now he's back, and it's all about trying to save him and actually getting to you know interact with the rest of the Doom Patrol and like Robot Man, just so sick of all of his shit. Oh, I I, I love like especially since that reveal was like that all they're all like versions of him trying to like form like immortality they're all versions of him trying to find that and so so like i like going into the second season they're all just like sick of his shit they're like we know your games niles like don't even fucking try it but also we all refuse to move out (laughs) because who would give up living in a mansion not us yeah and who's gonna take them in like that fantastic robot man part where he goes to see his daughter and he ends up on the street like in front of cops just like beating the shit out of the bus that's his bus (laughs) that's that's great too because it's like look you can blame niles for so much cliff but like you were always selfish even Mm -hmm. before you became a robot man and until you deal with that you're still yeah. gonna never have a never have a relationship with your daughter i was not expecting to for the candle maker to be the villain of this season or at least they seem to be setting him up as the de facto villain these first three episodes has some fantastic villains yeah candle maker is set up they had red jack who didn't appear all that much in the in the morrison run i think like two issues but like here yeah i I just love his design so much it's so creepy and i love the idea that like yeah he was like like jack the ripper and like niles because of his immortality was like a kid when that happened and all this sort of stuff i think it is so good an interdimensional marky desaad who drinks pain to survive and i'm yeah. like wow did they do they kill him off is he really just uh just an enemy of the week because like yeah. you could build a whole season around turns that. people into butterflies and keeps them in his collection because that feeds his pain man some good shit <laughs> man doom patrol doom patrol is great also, I don't know if you finished Harley, but Harley finished strong this week, too, for its season two finale, maybe series finale, unless they greenlight another season. Oh, really? Another season hasn't been greenlit? No, it has not, actually. And in fact, you can really tell at the end of this second season where it's like, oh, they wrote this feeling like they would only have two to tell this story. The end is, like, really definitive. Well, maybe maybe they should just end it like that. Don't ruin, like, a good thing. Like, I almost feel like that because I've had the week to think about it. And I'm like, that was really good. I don't know how you top that. Like, I could see how you could make a season three, but also it's like that that was an almost damn perfect ending to that. Now, that being mm-hmm. said, I'd love to see them play around in that world. Some people said, like, okay, well, maybe the next show should be a Batgirl show that follows that Batgirl of this universe. Yeah, because, like, all the characters that were introduced in here, be it, like, Batgirl, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all these people, they are all really interesting uh, versions of those characters. Even even what they did with Two-Face by the end was interesting because their Two-Face didn't flip the coin. He was just super Two-Faced in other ways. He would tell people one thing and tell someone else another thing. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, and someone's saying too in the chat, I heard rumors that Harley would be put on HBO Max. Apparently, they're, they're putting it on like sci-fi and other places too, so there is like a bit of an arms race for the show, so don't be shocked if they do want to put it somewhere. God damn, just a split 
on these shows like all on all over it's the same here as like you got to watch titans on this and doom patrol you can't actually even watch <laughs> i've said it before and i'll say it again that dc universe app it's like hbo looked over it's like Ugh, looks like you got some good shows here no no we can't trust you with that pumpkin we're going to put it somewhere people might actually watch it <laughs> This is this is too good for you. No, no, no. You can uh, you can keep Titans. Oh no, you canceled Swamp Thing because you signed the wrong paperwork. Yeah, oh, that that's the one thing I was, was hoping HBO Max would bring back Swamp Thing, like just for yeah, another nah. season. Nah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, you signed the wrong paperwork, so none uh, <laughs> n- n- no Swamp Thing for you. <laughs> Which I never finished watching. I watched episode one, heard about the cancellation. I'm like, okay, I guess I don't need to uh, keep watching this. I, I would watch it just because it is really cool. It's got some really great body horror and just horror in general stuff in it. But yeah, it, like the, the way it yeah. ends on a cliffhanger, like how did they think that that was going to be good to end on a cliffhanger yeah. when they knew they were canceled? Hey, speaking of DC cliffhangers, that uh, segues us perfectly into our next story. Hey, Matt. You remember Aventa Leviathan, our favorite Bendis story from may- DC? May- maybe. I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> remember remember how the first story ended with fucking nothing happening? And we're like, that can't seriously be the end. But it was. And then they're like, oh, don't worry. Be sure to come back for the sequel, uh, uh, Event Leviathan Checkmate, where we'll actually finish the story. Well, guess what? That story is postponed indefinitely. And and as well, in that Checkmate, the first story, the first issue was basically reiterating what happened in that event and just being like, hey, guys, check Checkmate's around. There is and it's not, led by there is, some new guy. <laughs> there is not a big enough face palm in the universe for the face palm that exists in my soul right now. <laughs> Again, I don't know why they decided to. They should have just made this like a black label. Like, just don't put it in yeah. continuity. Like, it didn't fucking end up mattering. Like, literally anything. Like, they've moved on from that now in like all of the comics anyway. So, like, mm-hmm. why fucking even bother? Yes, chat, I do remember that this story is what took Green Arrow off the board and that if I wanted to read anything Green Arrow related, <laughs> I'd have to read it. Trust me, I remember. <laughs> oh, God damn. You, and you know what? Again, I would chop this up to another thing where it's like, uh, Brian, whatever you were writing, uh, we can't do it because too much time has passed and we got to start the next thing. Yeah, and and that's that's very evident because did you see like he's he's moved on from Rogel Zara. He's made a new character. Who's, I did see that one. Who's basically wriggles up but without a fucked up face. It's the anti-Superman. Everyone does the anti-Superman, Brian. <laughs> it's not new or interesting or different. It's been done. It's been done to fucking death. What's what's the new guy's name? Oh, I don't fucking know. I, I, I did know it, but yeah, I, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I, I did know, but I made the proper choice and pushed that... Uh, <laughs> what is it? Pushed it. that information. <laughs> Yeah, push that information out of my head for better information <laughs> is what I did. But yes, this series delayed indefinitely, and I wouldn't be shocked if this turns into like a Frank Miller, Batman Boy Wonder thing that like this just never yeah. gets finished. They, they did say that they're, they're, they're rescheduling it to fit in with the, the new DC storylines. So whether mm. that means they're rewriting the whole thing, and hey, maybe that might mean it might be good because it gives them a second look at the story. Who knows, right? It might actually be good, though I'm not yeah. holding my breath. And again, 
whatever becomes of DC again that they, they haven't said it in so many words yet but I, I I'm, I'm sure you feel it too Matt there's a renumbering coming there's a soft reboot coming oh absolutely it's it's That's... absolutely I mean we'll hinted at that in goddamn doomsday clock yeah again everything because the books are getting too close to issue 100 mm-hmm. we got that fandom 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 event happening in August I I have a theory that like because so like a lot of the book was mainly flash and wonder woman so far have have suddenly they skip from like issue 50 all the way up to issue 750 mm. and I, I have a feeling that like if they do a reboot they're gonna do like oh this they're gonna do like a rebirth thing where you're gonna have like a special issue which will be like the issue 1000 right. and then they're gonna be like and then this is issue one right yeah that probably makes a lot of sense and i know they had ideas in mind connected to generations mm-hmm. and zero year and like oh maybe i know the rumor was oh well maybe we'll sub out some of these characters mm-hmm. and you know maybe like the batman book will have a different batman for a little bit but you'll have the bruce wayne book somewhere mm-hmm. and da, 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 da. now i don't think they're doing that anymore now i think they're doing something else yeah it's again like by the time death metal ends i'm sure we'll have an idea of what that is and where we're going with all of this so hey get ready for new number one soon everybody it is inevitable i am fine with new number ones they always do really well (laughs) exactly yeah again you know new new jumping on points every comic is someone's first i guess we'll have to you know keep our eyes peeled to fandom fandom whenever Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. actually when yeah when when is that maybe if we can uh, time it right maybe we can do like a live watch along for it is august 26 which which is which is uh, a day before i think we usually do the show anyway well all right then everyone we're going to try and make that happen for you and yes i I don't care if it's fandom or fan whatever i want to keep calling it fandom because i think it's hilarious that a dominatrix just comes out on stage and whips jim lee and everyone else says do better do better you dirty pigs do better (laughs) yes mistress we'll do better and give us a new green arrow book yes (laughs) whatever you say Uh, more relatable stories less drawn out events (laughs) That's that's what Matt. I think we have the next comic multiverse character, the fandom who goes from studio to studio, just wishing people <laughs> until they give us what they, what we want. Until they stop fucking around with events. Let's tie in. Her first her first victim was Empire. Yeah, exactly. These are too many. I am pulling out the hot oil. Oh no, <laughs> we've lost twenty one of these now. What are we to do? <laughs> Tom King, are you writing another depressing story that's literally just you thinly veiledly writing yourself? <laughs> Time to hit the pain train. <laughs> Ugh, I, I only feel pain is the problem. Oh, God damn it, you're depressing all the time. <laughs> uh, so there you go, everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How's Ben just going to take it? You can't hurt me. Nothing can hurt the Bendis. <laughs> The fandom has him up in the rack and everything's like this feels fine to me this feels totally fine to bendis yeah get dan to dio now did you did you see that dan to dio now that he's not like working at dc he came out and said why he didn't like wally west oh no what uh, what did he say so it was a couple of reasons one he he kept on for as long as he did because he knew like fans react to it and he liked yeah. that kind of like me like i keep pushing shit and you get that reaction but apparently the reason he didn't like it was that like he didn't feel like wally earned any of his stuff mm. i'm like really really 
Well, that, he, you know he what? was he was just living in the shadow of of uh, of um, Barry, and like he got everything from Barry. I mean, uh, I, I, it's hard to deny that Dio is a fan because that's totally the sort of like take that only like a crappy fan could have. Like that <laughs> is a crappy fan take. <laughs> He's not as good as my Flash. He never earned it. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it came down to. So between that shit posting take and I like to get a rise out of people with Wally, you mean to tell me Dan DiDio is a proto troll? Is what you're saying? So I just troll the fan base forever. Yeah, he's just a shit poster. He's literally he is a human shit post. <laughs> hey everyone, you want this, huh? This looks good. No. Oh sorry. Uh, but there you go. There's your event, Leviathan, everyone. Also, be sure to come back next week when we make our fandom t-shirts that you can buy. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get some looking customs when I bring those around. <laughs> uh, now, our final story here, this is just a fun little interesting thing that I thought you might enjoy. Tom Brevoort uh, was talking on Twitter this week. He's going to be launching a brand new comic editor's RPG. The idea being, hey, you you can pretend to be and you can role play as the heads of Marvel, DC, and Image and make choices and, you know, uh, see where all of that goes. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, so what us podcasters do every week is what you're saying. <laughs> except, with, mean, except with less like like being a sex weirdo. Yeah, with also that. Yeah, yeah. What's is that a part of the game? Is that a special? <laughs> is that, is that like a requirement? Like every character has that? Yeah, I didn't take the sex weirdo feat, but it's here though. Hmm. Now how to how to bury misconduct? Bury misconduct. <laughs> yeah, better roll for initiative. Yeah, roll to bury conduct. Ooh, I'm sorry, that's too low though. They're talking uh -oh. about it on the sites now. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, that Twitter user's outing me. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, the, the new writer you were trying to give a whole special imprint to, he's cozied up to Nazis. What do you do now? Uh-oh. <laughs> and then you get the uh, Scott Lobdell expansion pack where it's like, hey, he talked about sexually abusing a woman at a panel. What do you do? <laughs> nothing. Yep, that's, that's what you do. You do nothing. Nothing, because he's got the bonus skill of nepotism and friends yeah. in higher places. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, damn it. He played, uh, he rolled a natural 20 out of I'm friends with Bob Harris. <laughs> I get to keep this job forever and ever. Although apparently he's ending Red Hood and the Outlaws soon, from what I understand. But we thought that before, and then he did it for another, like, fucking eight years. Yeah. <laughs> it's clearly the only book they trust him to do, because I guess Red Hood fans will literally buy anything. Yeah, they will, though. They will. <laughs> I, I do love that, though. Again, we talked about how everyone in the comic industry was getting outed for being a sex weirdo. I'm like, why? Why is no one mentioning Lobdell? Why is yeah. no? Is is it because no one cares about Lobdell? Is because he casts such a tiny shadow? It's like, meh, whatever. Yeah. Well, as well, it's like, yeah, it's it's just so weird that like all these people are getting like down, but like, yeah, him. Maybe it's because like, yeah, he is just like working on that one book. He's got that like one sort of niche sort of mm. thing. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. It's fair. It's very fucking Also, too, and some people are going to get mad at me for this, uh, didn't Grant Morrison have, like, a whole chapter in his book Super Gods where he's like, boy, I sure do love seducing 16-year-old girls? I think so. I feel like that was the thing that was in his book, and I think I stopped reading his book after that. I'm like, hey. <laughs> so, yes, what we're saying is all your favorite people in comics are sex weirdos, but not in comic YouTube. We're fine. <laughs> We're all fine. It's all gonna be okay. <laughs> uh, you 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 you'll be at it as like like 
oh, I he, he shat his pants in front of me or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like the really. worst that's gonna happen. <laughs> oh no, oh. man, th- that's what I want. Like completely hilarious outings. There, it's yeah. like, yeah, Joel, I was in a green room with him one time, and you know what? He took the last cookie, motherfucker. He knew I wanted it. He knew my blood sugar was low, but he's like, sorry, welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> Sorry, this this is how things are done here. Joel offered me cocaine, but turns out it was just confectioner sugar. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> just like the worst, just like embarrassing outing stories where it's like I think he was trying to do this, but he ended up doing this. <laughs> uh so yeah, that's uh, that's the comic industry people, and it's it's funny. <laughs> Because you gotta laugh or you'll cry sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess with that out of the way, we could talk about what we read this week, and we actually read a fair amount this week. We did, yeah. We actually had like a pretty like consistent week this week, whereas all the other weeks have been like, oh, one book here, two books here. This is this was a big week. There, there was enough books this week that I actually did manage to get to them all. Because again, mm-hmm. they surprised. Uh, dropped some new ones there like harley quinn red and black that i haven't read yet yeah uh i guess let's start with empire because we had kind of uh buried the lead with that in the beginning this is uh avengers empire zero which is going to be part of a two-part thing the next one's going to be fantastic for empire zero before we actually get to the proper empire this is this is all prologue yeah this is all prologue and it completely negates the need for that uh that road to empire book yeah which which i i I read i didn't review but i'm like i read it before i read this but i'm like well all the stuff that was said in that is in this well you see it's that and then it's the incoming book and they do a good job getting you up to speed personally i liked the road to empire because i liked the history lesson and also if you were a fan of that meet the scrolls book it's the only way that you could actually have that series (laughs) finished for you (laughs) So it did a couple things, but yeah, they, uh, they they get you up to speed here on like who are the Kotati, their relationship with the Kree, and now the Avengers are getting pulled into this as well. Yeah, it, it sets sets it all up, sets the stage for like this war. I I enjoy that like you're not really too sure if the Kotati are good or bad. Like like with what they're doing seems kind of good, but then there's also like Sequoia who's like I'm like space Jesus and I'm going to turn everything into plants because yeah. i made i made swordsman a better version of swordsman by turning him into mm. a plant into a plant guy yeah and also where it's like hey those two guys from incoming that korean scroll agent they were killed when plants exploded mm. them and then also that uh Cree sentry had a big plant on its head so mm. you know it's like oh clearly they might be bad my my idea was is that actually Swordsmaster is the bad one that he's still actually a piece of shit secretly mm-hmm. yeah yeah it feels like that and that sequoia doesn't know i i actually said and i don't say this very often i actually very liked the captain marvel bit where she's like hey tony don't you remember when this happened why are you so quick to trust sequoia and Swordsmaster? and Swordsmaster tries to shut her down where it's like oh you know well if it was a rogue kotati it shouldn't be a problem because i mean you you know what it's like to break a few eggs don't you captain marvel <laughs> i also like that the they that we we know that like um with like hulkling taking like the the empire seat like the throne room and all that sort of stuff like there are people behind him sort of manipulating him and telling filling his head with that i feel that yeah. might be the same with sequoia as well oh where absolutely he, where he's That's... being manipulated as well 
by Swordsmaster. And I yeah. bet we're going to find that out when we do the Fantastic Four one, where it's like, okay, now let's hear their point of view. And I bet they're going to make uh, what have been a compelling argument as well. And that's why I like this event already, because it, it kind of set that up with that ending where like the, the Fantastic Four were with the screen crawls. Uh, so yeah, like it's going to be really cool to see both sides of the war sort of represented, I guess, equally. Yeah, There's I no know. bad side. Yeah, well, I mean, the scrolls are usually always the bad yeah. ones, but we'll see about that. <laughs> I, I mean, again, that's why I like the history lesson, too, where it's like, so here's the history of everyone fucking everybody over and how no one's actually nice. Mm -hmm. Except for the Kotati, who got fucked over more than anyone, but they seem to be doing bad stuff now, so it's like, you know. Yeah. Also, as the chat was sure to mention, too, Pepe Larza on art. Yeah, Pepe Larza's art is fucking dope. Oh, yeah, he's really damn good. I, uh, I know if I had to pitch someone, they're like, you know, pitch a new artist for Avengers. He's the guy I'd pitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did He did some really great stuff on those X-Men books. Yes, yes, he did. I think, I, I would argue he might be their top artist at the moment. Yeah. He's uh, he's just that good. Uh, so, yeah, that's Empire. We'll definitely <laughs> have more to talk about that one in the future. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? And I'm sure I probably had it, too. Uh, Batman issue 93. Yeah, that was this week, too. Again, we, we kind of talked about this one as well. But, uh, yeah, holy shit, uh, the big conclusion of the designer arc. Yeah, we, we learn who the designer is, and the designer is Joker. But it's not like one of those eye-roll sort of of-course-it-is thing. Yeah, there's actually way more going on to it. The fact is that the designer was just another zombie that was being controlled by joker and we find out that oh yeah i guess all that stuff he was stealing and all the stuff he was doing in the background actually makes sense now because it was all part of this bigger scheme to distract <laughs> batman but not even really batman because catwoman was actually his real target yeah because catwoman knows is like the is like the linchpin in the in the designer's original plan where she would have taken all of the wealth in gotham all of wayne foundation's money and become the central bank of gotham mm-hmm mm -hmm. Which I kind of like that, actually. And, like, you know, Catwoman thought she was doing good, and she's like, oh, well, I'll steal the money myself mm -hmm. before the designer has a chance to steal it, only to be like, nah, that's what the Joker planned on. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy this version of the Joker where he's he's smart, he's cunning, he's actually kind of gotten one over on Batman. This, this is the best Joker plot he's had in years. And, again, mm -hmm. no disrespect to Scott Snyder, but literally all of Snyder's Joker plans were like, I show up, and just by showing up, yeah, yeah, I cause chaos. And stuff happens just with my very existence. Here, it's just like, oh no, the Joker actually had a plan, and he actually worked towards it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he had steps in this plan, and it involved all these characters that we've seen so far, and all these backstories that actually were the main plot. It also strengthens this idea, too, that I think Tynan is playing with, and that's like, is the Joker actually crazy, or does he just pretend to be crazy? They, they make that point in that, um, in the Secret Files thing where, where he, um, he, he points out to Slade, like, he, people think he's crazy, and he uses that against these people, because they think, oh, he's crazy, he's kind of, you know, he's not gonna fucking know who Batman is, and it's like, no, of course he knows who Batman is, he just doesn't say it, because that, A, ruins the fun, and B, that gives him a little bit of leverage. Crazy like a fox! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that kind of sets us up for Joker War, and everything now, which I must say, I'm probably more excited for Joker War 
uh, now at the end of this story than I was before because it's like, oh, it's actually all been about Joker this whole time. Yeah, we also got like some pretty cool like Punchline Harley stuff where Harley actually yeah. ends up losing to Punchline. She does. Who says the well, word? She says society. <laughs> he literally, if there was any any doubt in your mind what this character is meant to represent, literally, it's tying in making fun of all those like joker twitter stands who take the shit way too fucking seriously and think like yeah man society man she's literally that person i love that harley has no fucking time for her harley's like oh my god yeah i i was you before so i know yeah. this whole shtick <laughs> and i and i was fun and i was funny and you are purposely unfunny and that bothers me it's like crack a joke why don't you <laughs> Which I, I love that idea that Harley actually has one up on this person so well. Yeah. That's uh, that's good shit. And uh, uh, the, yeah, they kind of leave Catwoman there where it's like, oh, is she dead? Is she alive? I'm like, well, she's certainly alive. She's getting a new book by Ram V soon. Yeah. So is Harley Quinn. They're not going to kill off Harley Quinn. Not like that oh, anyway. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. No, never, never. She's the fourth pillar now. <laughs> the first pillar, you mean. The first pillar, yeah. Man, I said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, you're going to be renumbering and restarting everything anyway, probably. Maybe get some of the writers from the Harley show to write the Harley comic, because like, you, you should just do that now. Yeah, that would actually probably make it a compelling Harley, because I still I still uh, count as uh, the, uh, the White Knight Harley is my favorite version of Harley. That's a really good version of it. The show version is really good. To think all these great versions exist outside the comic. Now, that being said... <laughs> Harley was really good in this book under Tiny, and she was really good uh, under Taylor in Suicide Squad mm -hmm. this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite enjoy that. In fact, if we want to talk about that now, I actually just read Suicide Squad before I started. Yeah, th this was really damn cool issue. Really fast-paced issue as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, again, you, you feel like you're on the run with the squad. Mm -hmm. I like we actually see them painfully getting their bombs taken out. So it's like, OK, we're really in a uncharted territory now because here's a suicide squad book where we don't have the whole bomb implant uh, hanging over them. Yeah, they're all they're Yeah, they're not the suicide squad anymore. They're just a group. They're just a team of, of maybe villains. They haven't really done anything bad. No, not yet. Everything, uh, the, the people they've been working for are worse. If anything, they've uh, only ever tried to help so far. Yeah, and, and we learn as well that uh, Harley and Deadshot, they, they have been freed from the Suicide Squad for years, but the, the, I... the, the Waller and whoever was in charge kept them on and kept, kept telling them they weren't free. I, I love that so much because that's always been my headcanon anyway, mm -hmm. that Waller just tells them they'll be free one day when in fact they never will be. So to actually have that confirmed by Taylor here is actually fucking awesome. And I love the fact that because Floyd learns that, he's like, oh, well, I'm done here I'm then. I, I'm gonna, gonna go retire now. I, I paid my debt to society. I'm fucking out of here. And the fact that even Batman at the end has to respect that, it's like, oh, if you say so yeah 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 I, I like that that deadshot pulled that fast one on him with the computer it's like if you attack me you'll be breaking the law because i'm technically not a villain i'm technically free although batman has an amazing comeback to it. it's like oh what are you gonna do you know you're gonna go straight and narrow now you're only good at killing people floyd and floyd's like shut up because <laughs> i've always thought of that too where it's like man it would be really cool to see, you know, uh, Deadshot maybe make a go at being a hero. Because he's had a couple miniseries where that's kind of been the undercurrent of it, where it's like, you know, you could take these skills and become a good guy, but he always backslides. Yeah, I, oh, I'd love to see that happen now. Like, that would be a great status quo for him. And as well, it's like, 
He's done really, Tom Taylor has done really well with all the older Suicide Squad members. First, like, we had that Captain Boomerang story in the yeah. Flash annual, where he kind of, like, helped the team escape and kind of turned his life around, only to, like, backslide almost immediately when Captain Cold asked him to join up with him. Okay, okay. see, I didn't actually read that annual, but I was gonna, because I knew you the have Suicide to. Squad was... Okay, because that's why he's not here. That's why yeah, Captain Boomerang the, is that, here That now. book leads into this one. The, the, this is okay. how the team get into Gotham. Okay, I might need to go back and read that now. That sounds really good, actually. It was really damn good. Uh, the chat saying, too, uh, do you think after Death Man we'll be getting a new JSA book? I know it's been on the fucking, what is it, the docket forever, so why not? Well, the JSA are going to be in Death Metal. And they're more, they're probably more prominent now than ever because of their Stargirl connection. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely see about that. Uh, Tevia saying, do you think Death Metal will reboot the universe? I know you've been late, Tevia, because we've literally been saying that all show long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Suicide Squad is really good. I really enjoy it. It's fun. It's funny. It's darkly humorous in a way. Uh, I don't think the Suicide Squad has been in a while, but that uh, mm. Tom Taylor is really good at doing. It remembers these uh, characters. And yeah. these, these people have emotions and aren't just like, look, these they're part of this edgy squad that's like full of killers. Isn't it so fucking cool? They, they are characters, and yet I also feel, too, that any of them can die at any moment. That's the good thing about this. Like, all of them, like, feel like any of them could die. I, I love that. Like, in all other Suicide Squad iterations, you're like, oh, well, these characters aren't going to die. Yeah. But in here, fact, yeah. I mean, they already kind of spoiled it, too, where it's like, ooh, you know, we're doing a Death of Deadshot storyline in the future. But after reading this, I'm like, okay, is that a literal Death of Deadshot or more of a figurative yeah. thing like Floyd is getting rid of the Deadshot persona and trying to become something else? That'd be so cool if he did that. Hey, there's a place you could leave the book where it's like, okay, the squad gets away, they defeat Ted Kord and, uh, you know, whatever evil corporate entity is holding their leash. The government gets it back and then they're like, hey, Floyd, we want to give you a job. How would you like to run the Suicide Squad now? That would be really cool. That would, that would, I, that would, I would read that book. I, and I'd like, it, he'd make it like, like, yeah, just like a Justice League team. Because it's like, hey, Floyd, you've done this literally longer than anyone else. You've been in more iterations of the book than anyone mm -hmm. with this one. You know the ins and outs, but how would you actually like to run it the way it's supposed to be run? And you can pick your own team, and you can do this. That'd be fun. Yeah, no bombs, none of that stuff. No, just actually pick people who you think uh, would be willing to do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's my pitch that I'm sure they'll steal in a little bit <laughs> oh well, well how many times have we been proven right in saying like this so stuff? many yeah like and and not only here like over on uh what is it elseworlds exchange yeah. same deal we were yeah. we were waxing poetically about the new thor book and then literally that happened at the end of the new thor book <laughs> in fact hey segue do we want to talk about what happened in thor this yeah, week oh, lots happened in thor so I was really confused hopping into Thor this week because I just finished Valkyrie, and in Valkyrie they were also fighting a big evil cloud that was going to destroy the universe. Oh, really? But a different big evil cloud to this evil cloud, and I'm like, did no one did no one check in on this, that there were too many evil clouds? This one's the bigger of the evil clouds. I mean, no doubt about it. The, the Black Winter. Yeah, that ends up, like, consuming Thor and Galactus, and in doing so, it, like shows thor like all his greatest villains uh some of them who aren't really his greatest villains like i don't know why apocalypse was really there 
Eh, because him and uh, Thor had like a big fighty thing in like Remender's uh, Uncanny <laughs> X-Men. But yeah, they they end up like beating him down and it's this whole thing where it's like, oh, this is like his end sort of thing. All his villains are there. But as we learn at the end, he, the, this, this, this cloud isn't there for, 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 for Thor. In there for no, Thor. Yeah. This isn't, isn't his ending, his true ending. Which I like. They reference all the other times Thor has died. Oh yeah, you've been crucified. You've been popped out of existence. There didn't. Don't you also die at the end of the world, bringing light back to a dying universe? I'm like, hey, that was the Jason Aaron end that just <laughs> happened. Good job reminding us. Yeah, yeah. All these deaths, but none of them are the real ones because something came into this universe and sort of changed the winds, as it says. Yeah, which is kind of interesting, which is interesting from a writing point of view and also like, okay, look, I know Jason Aaron wrote an ending for Thor, but we can't keep that ending and I'm going to need to write new shit. So let's have a super powerful God entity tell us this. (laughs) And then we ultimately find out that the Black Winter, whatever, it it takes the form of Thor. I don't know if that's his true form or just the form that it chose to take. I, I have to say it probably will because it's from a different universe. And I yeah. have to think, it's like, oh, that's that universe's Thor. Or right, like what, what, says, what that universe's Thor would become. Right, because he's wearing the same costume he's wearing now. And he's like, hey, I, I didn't come here. Uh, what is it to destroy your universe? It is not the time for this universe to die. I came for my herald, uh, Galen of Ta, which of course is Galactus's real name before he became Galactus. Yeah, I, I thought that was so damn cool. You know, it's funny. Uh, again, when me and Sal talked about this, we were literally having a conversation about like what what kind of reveal slash what kind of you know creative choices could ruin a character. And Sal threw out the idea like, oh, could you imagine if Galactus was just himself a herald of something bigger? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, that would be dumb, and that would rob him of a lot of stuff. But then at the end of the conversation, we're like, but if you did it differently, and then that could make the idea of being like, well, if Galactus was just a herald, that means maybe like Silver Surfer could become the next Galactus or he could become a thing unto himself and that kind of seems to be the idea here that it's like no 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 galactus was only serving something bigger what is that thing and what could it do yeah yeah i think it's it's quite interesting of course there's like a lot of people especially in my comment section who are quick to uh say it's like terrible because galactus is a very popular character (laughs) people seem to he's got fans apparently well, I think too, dozens of like, them. I, I think too, it's like you know, people are very touchy about Galactus because Galactus is a yardstick by which they measure so much in the Marvel universe. Like, <laughs> oh, could so, he yeah. beat? Gal- yeah, could he beat Galactus? How many Galactuses, you know, could fit in here? You know, I'll trade you three Galactuses for it. So the idea that you know there's something above Galactus and what you thought you knew about Galactus isn't true. You know, I could see how that could fuck with some people's But isn't minds, that, like, but... comics in general? Like, before it Galactus, there was, like, something else. And then, like, oh, there's something bigger than him. Like, like the Silver Surfer, like, you, you see the Silver Surfer. It's like, oh, he's really powerful and all that. But there's something bigger than him. And there's something bigger than him. Exactly. It's comic books in a nutshell. And if you don't like it, don't worry, because another writer will just change it. Yeah, or not even reference it at all. Or not even referencing the the only thing for certain in life is change yeah though you'll be saying that that this is donny cates and his stuff gets referenced quite a fair bit it's true and you know and i'm willing to take this ride with cates and i'm like all right where are you going god damn if it turns out the black winter is just a giant symbiote <laughs> <laughs> it's null from another universe <laughs> 
Hey, it's me. No, I was the Black Witcher. I'd be like, oh, no. I'd be like, sure, fine. I know you. You love these characters. You're gonna write them well. Whatever. Yeah, I, I give Kate a pass on a lot of these things. So it's like, all right, let's let's see what you yeah. got. Well, we got one more issue left on this series. Oh, really? Only one yeah. more? Yeah. Well, at the end of this issue, it says it's gonna be concluding next issue. That's right. I guess his run was supposed to be short, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, we're going to be getting... We haven't had an announcement on who's writing it next. We've only had an announcement of who's writing the next Iron Man. Right, that's right. We did, and it's someone from television, isn't it? Christopher Cantwell. He wrote the recent Doctor Doom stuff. Yeah, which I heard was really good. I haven't had a chance to read, but I heard it, it was good. And it looks good as well. Like, the, the art that we saw for it and all this, like, he's like, he's bringing Iron Man back into the suit. It's like, just got to be a suit he has to put on. It's no fucking nanites mm. hiding in his butthole or something. Uh, all that sort of stuff. Interesting tech. All right, I can dig it. Again, kind of closer to the movies. I can dig it. Yeah, speaking of Iron Man, I had Iron Man, yeah. issue, Iron Man 2020 issue four. See, I didn't find that till later because it got buried in my digital pile. I'm like, oh, fuck, did that come out this week? So I haven't read that one yet, but I plan to read it. It's it's a great issue. It had lots of cool reveals, but also it's very fucking wordy. Like, very fucking wordy. Um, Is it? So, yeah, uh, last issue, uh, Mark 1 died, quote-unquote, and this issue is mainly him trapped in... Uh, what we find out is the 13th floor, which is run by Friday, because Friday is the mm-hmm. ghost in the machine, the mysterious benefactor of the, the robot right. rebellion. Um, and she, she managed that makes to, sense. to pull his consciousness into this realm. And um, he see in this realm, he sees shards of Tony Stark's life, because as uh, Friday is quick to say, he's like, he is Tony Stark. Like, he actually, he's real Tony Stark. He's not an AI mm-hmm. or anything, like... You may think he is, but he is actually more Tony Stark than he is AI. Right, because that's what this whole dance lot run has been yeah. about. But um, Mark One is, is adamant he is not. Um, and in the end of the book, he ends up realizing that, yeah, he, he is Iron Man because this whole 13th floor is actually his own head and he's been talking to himself this entire time. Friday oh. is a construct of his own mind. So oh. he, his own mind is telling him he is Tony Stark. Oh shit, we got layers and layers on that. Yeah, so but by the end of the book, Tony Stark is actually fully back as a human. Right, um, which on, was kind of the case because it's like, well, genetically, you may not, what does it have anything resembling the old Tony Stark, but if you look like a duck and quack like a duck, you're a duck. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They actually kind of loop that hole as well, where it's like, yeah, he was remade by Arno Stark, but there's but like and he was parts of him were replaced by like biotechnology but there's more tony than there is those biotechnology parts so it's it's he's 98 percent tony (laughs) right because because i always wondered you know how how were they going to come back from that when they were like no 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 this this isn't the real tony this is a genetic construct that only Mm -hmm. thinks it is the answer is it doesn't matter because you know ai theory and black mirror and everything Mm -hmm. and this is this is the future transhumanism the matrix everything else yeah uh while all this is happening arno stark is like he's losing his battle because like the like uh andy and aaron and jocasta have all figured out like a code that'll save them from the obedience os that arno wants to put out uh arno's because he he brought back howard and maria stark um and we learned that to bring them back he had to he didn't have their full uh, genetic code he only had like parts of it so he had to fill it in with his because he's their biological son 
and because of that they inherited his disease uh -oh. um, so they can't actually leave their quarters and they do because they want to escape they want to be free but because of that they they they're slowly dying because of the disease which means they have to go back into the iron lungs that arno uh -oh. was originally in so he has to find out a way to stop that from happening and to do that he makes remakes their escape bodies which was like that giant yeah arsenal yeah. robot and uh motherboard and which is a reference to an even older iron yep. man story yep um so he has to remake them and sunset bane isn't too happy about that because he's making robots while she's trying to sell the world on like no oh, robots evil you know kill, all, kill robots. them all um and then we just find out that sunset herself is an ai ah. and um we find out arno when he fixed the scar on her face because she's full vein and everything he took a little bit of her cells and replaced her with an ai Oh, that's fun. So the whole time she's been working for him where she thinks she he's been working for her. Oh, that's fun. That's yeah. fun. And also an, another extra little evil layer yeah, for Arno. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, I like how unhinged he's got. I like that he's he's all unhinged and like crazy and doing all this stuff. But you're like, yeah, go Arno. I really like this character now. He's interesting. Yeah, he, he made a much more interesting villain than he did a hero. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. As, as tired as the whole, like, uh, evil brother uh, cliche is, like, when mm. it works, it works. Yeah, and I like this, uh, I like, like, this whole thing has been based around him having that vision of, like, that, that extinction entity or whatever the fuck it's called coming to, like, yeah, wipe out it. Earth. And, like, that's not even, like, really talked about anymore. Like, he's so <laughs> far away from that plan now that, like, he's like, no, I'm going to rule the world and enslave them. Oh, you know that's got to be the final issue, the extinction oh, yeah. entity. I think it is because the final issue is, like, the front, the cover is that entity. So, yeah. Well, there you go. And also, too, that's paying off shit from, like, the Gillen run mm -hmm. from, like, forever ago that he never got to finish. Yeah. Interesting that that was what uh, Slot chose to jump on. Yeah, well, he, he obviously had an interesting story to tell, so, yeah. Yeah, it was there. Uh, speaking of interesting stories to tell, uh, I guess the last book uh, I read this week was uh, The Immortal Hulk, issue number 34. Ooh, tell me about that. It's all about Samuel Stern, actually. We had seen him come back at the end of the issue, and Ewing seems to be setting him up as the ultimate foe for the Devil Hulk. Yeah? Yeah, we basically, he retells his whole origin from start to, like, right now in great detail but says so like look the the leader has died a bunch right he's died like almost more than just about any other villain and all those times he died he went to hell and met the devil like the hulk and every other gamma person has done but because he's such an egomaniac and such like you know science and logic over faith and religion guy stern just blocked that from his mind he's like nope nope didn't meet the devil didn't happen nope brought myself back to life because i'm so fucking smart and cool <laughs> That is until one of the last times he died where instead of, like, running away from the devil, he actually, like, turned around and started listening to what the devil had to say. And ever since then, he started to, like, try and combine, uh, what is it, his study of science with his study of mysticism. Uh, it's great, too, because this is Ewing also basically commenting on, like, the whole history of Hulk and stuff he didn't write. Oh, man. So he's like, hey, remember Doc Green when he had an AI and that was the leader and we never actually finished that story? Well, here, let me kind of finish it here. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, so remember how, like, She-Hulk was gray and now she's, like, savage and, like, there's a lot of contrasting ideas as to why? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Ewing in like half a page has the best explanation, and I'm so psyched to read his She-Hulk one-shot now. What is it? Uh, he said, so like, look, so when Thanos shot, uh, uh, what is it, Jennifer Walters during Civil War II and put her in a coma? No, she wasn't in a coma. She died. She just okay. didn't know she died, though, because going to hell freaked her out so fucking much that her mind in trying to protect herself from those, you know, like Lovecraftian horrors, that's what's making her crazy and what's making her savage and everything because she's not dealing with the fact she went to hell. Oh my God, you could actually fit that in with Aaron's run at the moment because he's dealing with yes, Mephisto and hell and all of that. Oh, well, Ewing makes a point of saying the one below all and Mephisto are different because the leader also okay. worked for also worked for Mephisto during like that whole uh, Red Hulk branded saga thing. But the leader was like, no, that was important to my research because I needed to know that there was levels to hell and people who <laughs> claim to be the devil aren't really the devil. Only the one below all is the true devil. <laughs> so I like that, that they put that in there. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. And, like, literally it ends with, you know, uh, Samuel Stern being like, you know, I was a man of science and logic my whole life, but now I'm more dangerous than I've ever been before. Why? Because I have faith. I have become a god, and this god will defy the devil all. <laughs> and then he actually takes Brian Banner, Bruce's father, out of hell. Oh, wow. So Brian Banner is back alive now. Holy shit. Yeah, I know, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's like, he is God, he's like, and now I've resurrected you. Man, I really want to catch up on this, but again, it's like 30-odd issues. I, I got, I think, only a couple of issues into the run before I had to ditch it, and like, oh, I really want to pick it up again. It's it's one of the best books on the shelf right now, like, bar none. That, that and Daredevil are probably the two books where it's like, yep, yeah, these, these ones hit it out of the park every time. Mm -hmm. Every Every single time without fail. Yeah. So, uh, so what else did you have? Uh, I had Justice League issue 47. Right, I've kind of been uh, off the Justice League right now, but you've been enjoying it. Yeah, this is the finale of the uh, Spectre storyline. And uh, after last issue, they, as well as dealing with the Spectre, they had to deal with Tartarus, the first god, uh, mm. who, who escaped his, his prison pit. Um, so the League have to fight him and everything, and it all becomes... Uh, kind of feudal because it's literally a god um who can yeah, who can problem. just like he ends up blinding them all and like capturing them all uh as he tries to free himself while also the specters stuff is just ravaging the world and is actually turning the united nations upon one another uh Oops. with the threat of war looming and everything um the the league while they think it's like their last moments they all like sort of have a moment with each other where they all sort of forgive one another for all their slights what they were fighting about when the specter uh infected them uh oh, and, and because of that that gives jim corrigan the like the motivation to forgive god for what he did to him and <laughs> in doing so he allows the specter to come back into him and contain it and he becomes the host for the specter again as we knew he probably would yeah and because because of that he is able to push uh tartarus's shit in and <laughs> seal him back into his his prison and save the world get back in your space garbage can tartarus <laughs> yeah yeah uh and yeah that's that's like the whole issue it's just uh and it's him ending and like uh taking the league back to the hall and thanking them for making him realize that like he just needed to have forgiveness and instead of vengeance for once a very very uh relevant message at the moment with 
Last mm. of Us out now at the moment. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was it was just cool like little arc. I'm not sure what the next arc is though, but I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, right on. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I know I complained that I felt that series was kind of running in place, and maybe it is, but it's mm. nice to know we can get good little uh, Spectre stories, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, now, is that everything you read? That is everything I read. Right on. Oh, I actually read a Batman Smile Killer too. I forgot. Oh yes, yeah, I read that one as well. Yeah, what'd you think of this one? I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Jeff Lemire with a real interesting, real out there story. It's Batman meets creepypasta. I I love the idea that like he's taken, he's made this universe where like everyone's fucking crazy in it. Yes. And, and I like that it's like we've had stories where Bat oh Batman's just as crazy as the villains he locked mm-hmm. up before. But like I like I like the idea that like oh it's not batman who was crazy it's bruce wayne who's he's always been insane even as a little child where like the joker was like manipulating him even as a child through this mr smiles playhouse show which it's like how does that make sense does that make i don't know you got to keep reading i guess (laughs) oh that's the thing this was just a one shot so they don't actually have any more coming out so oh really i think it's just yeah because this book only exists because of the popularity of the Killer Smile series. Right, okay, so this so, is like, hey, and a little more. Yeah, and it's like, hey, if you're like this, we can maybe do some more. Because I'd love to see more of this, because it ends in a really cool place. It does, yeah, with Batman breaking out of the asylum and seeing the bat symbol and being like, okay, so that means I'm not crazy, right? But then he might be crazy because the symbol isn't actually but, in the sky. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. They got to... The, 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 they, yeah, I think this really does need a third installment because, I mean, this is a trilogy because the first one was all about Dr. Ben. This one was about Batman. Literally takes place moments after, mm-hmm. uh, what is it, the first one ends and Dr. Ben is even a character in this. Yeah, Dr. Ben, Dr. Jim Gordon, who's Bruce's child psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so kill, uh, killer or smile killer, man, this is going to be really hard, especially if they make a third one. <laughs> But yeah, so that was a fun one. Jeff Lemire, always uh, always a pleasure, always a treat. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess that'll just about do it for us, everyone. We can start winding down the show. Thanks for joining us on a Monday night as opposed to a Sunday night. Uh, yeah. I know that's a little difficult for everyone, but we're glad we could get this one done for you. Uh, anything coming up, Matt? Any plans? Anything? Uh, not really, no. No, yeah, same here for me, just trying to get in there, trying to get all these videos done. Mm-hmm. I know people have been asking me, hey, Joel, when are you going to do that last My Hero Academia thing? I thought I'd have more time <laughs> for it. I thought there'd be less books and less shows and everything to cover, but apparently I'm totally wrong. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely, there was a couple of months ago, but not now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I should be happy at the end of the day that, you know, okay, we're kind of back to normal, kind of mm-hmm. back to business as usual. Mm-hmm. Although maybe I'll eat my words this week, though, because like we said, we're not actually sure what's coming out this week, and none of the websites seem 100% sure what's coming out this week either. No, this might be the first week where we get to see like that whole diamond distribution thing sort of fuck everyone up. That's right. I didn't think about that. Where It's like, yeah, I guess if they're out, they're going to run out of books, which means it's going to slow down, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll go back into the toy chest there, and maybe I'll bring out some interesting ideas. I have a video on the first season of The Boys that's been half written for like forever <laughs> now, and that well, now would be a good in... time. Yeah, it comes out in September, I think. Right, season yeah, season two comes back in December or September, so maybe I should finally finish that one. That one, mm-hmm. that one, I like. I, I wrote a bunch early on because I'm like, look, to understand the show, you got to understand the history of uh, Garth Ennis. And then I wrote all of that before I even got into the show proper. So I'm like, ah, crap. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, so thank you everyone for watching and playing along and everything. I appreciate all the bits and everyone who commented there. That was really nice of you. And Matt and I will be back again probably on Sunday live next week. Most likely, yeah. In case uh, in case anything goes wrong. And also, uh, get a hype too because we're going to try and put something together uh, for Comic-Con, which is also coming soon. Very, yeah, a couple of weeks. Like somewhere, somewhere yeah. in July. Right, we're going to try and do something live for Comic-Con. And I also want to try and get us some guests in on that one too. I know some people, uh, what is it, expressed interest in <laughs> dropping by for a minute like why the fuck not because it's going to be really close to our 200th episode anyway it, it it beats my idea of being like okay record a little message telling us how great we are for 200 episodes <laughs> and that'll play it <laughs> or you could just come by and you know like talk to us like people how's that sound <laughs> so let's do that so again thank you everyone for coming and hanging out and we'll see you again next week everybody bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.